You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. Beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. It's called Pirate Radio. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzberg. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> I mean, the outro music's definitely gonna be the remix of that kid's Oh, fuck. It was so hard not to laugh while you were talking. <laughs> Can I pet that dog? It's it's also like he the way he cocks his head. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Cause he's, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pet that dog. Because <laughs> he turns it on for the camera. He knows that mom oh, yeah, no, takes that shit. Yeah. hamming it the fuck up. Like, yeah. I, I want it to be that like that. he doesn't talk like that at all. <laughs> like, no. that's not no. his accent. But you know that he does talk like that because oh, when he, yeah. when she's like, you need to go to bed, he goes, I'll tell you what I need to do. I'm going to tell you what. Like, yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Mother dear. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, matriarch of our family, provider of all oh, things. Me. <laughs> Made of <laughs> familias. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, fuck. Give me, like, give me like two seconds. I'm going to take my hoodie off. Hang on. <laughs> oh, it's going to be that kind of party? Take it off, Mike. Right? Slow. Hurry, like. Oh, man. Ow! Stay in here. Oh. Yeah, laughing at that occasion that we can actually see each other. <laughs> I didn't think uh, didn't think that I would be able to pet that dog, but uh, <laughs> I, I insisted to my mother that uh, I was going to pet that dog. So, therefore, vis-a-vis, ergo, concordantly, I did pet the dog. <laughs> We're still recording. I'm just going to use all this shit. I don't even care. <laughs> Who cares about formality? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Welcome, friends, to another episode of At the Diner. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am the host, but also I am the editor-in-chief of our website. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. Check it out. There's lots of great articles, lots of great podcasts, all sorts of cool content out there for your listening and reading pleasure. 
On this episode of the podcast, I have the two stalwart co-hosts that I have on just about every At The Diner podcast. You know them, you love them. The first is Mr. MC Brooks. What up? <laughs> that was weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just a long enough pause to be awkward. <laughs> exactly. Just long enough to be weird. <laughs> the second co-host I have is Mr. James Rambo. Hey, everybody. And now I'm all curious. Who doesn't like me? Send me your hate mail. Come on. What do you got? Wait, what? <laughs> well, I've got a good idea of someone. You started off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I can think of a couple. <laughs> I can think of a, cu- a couple. I, I mean, like I'm, I'm, I'm very charming and likable. So <laughs> you are. You, you are a fucking delight. I'm more curious specifically who doesn't like me. Like, they might love the show, but every time they hear my voice, they're like, that motherfucker. Uh, this guy's on again. Oh, <laughs> God, I need to find a new co-host. Oh. <laughs> Try to be professional as fuck here. All right? Like, got things to do. The fucking fried chicken kid did stand up. <laughs> Hang on a second. I want to see if I can find the kid with the, the laser eyes. Laser. Yeah, yeah, look up Beck Bennett. B-E-C-K-B-E-N-N-E-T-T. That's the actor. Yep, two is better than one. Found it. <laughs> Guess what audio we're using in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, guys, we're not actually going to talk anything. We're just going to share a bunch of stupid videos that we've seen <laughs> on the internet. Hope you enjoy. I mean, shit, between goddamn COVID and the fucking ice, it's not like we're going anywhere. It's not like we have to be all serious and frank and shit. And like, no, what's some funny shit you saw online <laughs> recently or not? Yeah, <laughs> you got it. You got to see this fucking kid in his stupid accent. Like, <laughs> One laser eye does, you know, a little bit of damage. <laughs> little bit of damage. <laughs> Two laser eyes. Like, you can destroy the whole downtown area, you know? <laughs> <laughs> See, it's something about little kids that sound like middle-aged men <laughs> or women. Like, or, or who have, like, really specific accents. Yes. Like, a fucking thick-ass, like, Minnesota accent. <laughs> But coming out of a four-year-old, <laughs> <laughs> we just we love we love the redneck accent in general. There's one where it's like these guys and they're trying to get a truck out of a out of a hole. Like it, he's got his tires stuck and they're like trying to like wedge like a a board in there so that he has some traction on something. And somebody else is digging further down. And the one guy yells at him. He's like, "Quit digging down, you dumb, stupid son of a bitch!" It's just. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be able to take this is why I can't move to the south I talked about Florida before but if I start hearing people talk like that I'm just gonna laugh at them and then they're gonna get mad that I'm laughing at them <laughs> yeah I mean like I yeah I, I I know it's supposed to be you know you judge a person based on the character and such and for the most part yeah absolutely but there's some shit that's just funny there's some yeah. things I hear I'm like that's funny <laughs> there's there's no way around it like I there's there's a um I'm blanking on the guy's name but he's an actor he was in uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. He was in Jarhead. Um, he almost always has a hindsight haircut he had since he was a little kid. Because um, he, he, the first thing I saw him in 
was there was a show, I think it was on ABC, it might have been on NBC, but it was called American Gothic. And he played the lead, and he played he played this little kid named Caleb. And the show was about like a demon or the devil or some evil entity that had come to this town uh, that he lived in and it was posing as the sheriff. Lucas and Black. So the, Lucas Black. That is his. Yes, that is his name. Um, that guy is a fantastic actor, and he has a fucking West Virginia thick ass country accent. And. There's no getting like there's no hiding it. Like he would have to go through so much fucking speech therapy to get rid of it. And it's it's just so like there's there's no getting around it. Like dude, it just, I know where you are from. It makes me think of that episode of The Simpsons when they're doing the Radioactive Man movie and they're trying to get Rainier Wolf Castle, who's like the Arnold Schwarzenegger stand-in, to up say up and at them. Up and at them. Up and at them. It's just such a it's such a clear marker of something. And it yeah, you hear and you're like, man, that's who boy. So yeah. No, it's it's one of the things that I need to work on. I know. It's still funny to me. It is, yeah. Makes me laugh. Uh, same. Um, I remember what the other topic was now. So okay. We didn't mention it in the cold open, but it's important because we're going to talk about it now. There are a lot of remakes and reboots and um, reimaginings that have come out. Um, some better, some worse. Some waited 25 years to ever see a sequel. We're going to talk about that a little bit tonight, too, because... There was a reason behind this, and it's it's in the news, and I want to bring it up because um, I feel for one of my best friends right now because it's bothering the shit out of him, and his name is MC Brooks, and he is so fucking sick of hearing about the Justice League reboot, like the 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 um, Snyder cut, because both sides of it, both the positive and the negative, and the fanboys who were just like just constantly like screaming at the top of their lungs how excited they are for this movie like and honestly like that's what frustrates me the most about it is that these these neckbeard fanboys are getting exactly what they want and normally the best thing to do with the trolls is to just like ignore them and like instead of getting ignored they got listened to and are being catered to and like part of me hopes that justice league sucks the snyder cut i hope it's just dog shit but like it's not gonna matter is it like they're they're gonna be proven they're gonna be vindicated no matter what and like i want to talk about that real quick like is there i think we've talked about it before too like i said that there's no way that you can shine this turd like it was still a shit movie it doesn't matter how much footage you add to it but like now that we're seeing all of this stuff like is there any way that this is actually gonna be good we'll start with yeah go ahead mc well, I think it's possible only because I think, <clears throat> um, like based on like the stuff I've I've seen about it, um, it it appears like like a significant portion of you know what was originally intended to be part of this movie was was mostly cut out. Like the entire backstory with Cyborg, uh, uh, the Flash's origins as well like the these i mean these two characters who just kind of they show up and they're just there in the in the version that got released and apparently in in the in the original in the original vision of it 
Cyborg in particular was a major character, was a major part of, you know, what of not only what brings all the heroes together, but the 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 overall plot in general because you're dealing with the with the mother boxes. And so because of that, I think it has a chance it, it has a chance to be better simply because so much footage that was unused or some of the ideas that were planned to be part of the original vision weren't going to be the weren't you know weren't included and we 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 know that like i i do think a big part of why the original failed so much was because you had very clashing styles in terms of what Zack snyder had been doing like given with the movies we had gotten prior and what we knew from uh, what Josh Whedon had worked on, especially him coming off the Avengers, um, and 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 like there's a there's a very distinct tone difference between what they were doing with the Avengers and what was happening in the DCEU, and it worked for the Avengers. It did not work in 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 the just in in the Justice League film because I felt like it forced certain characters to be out of character for the sake of having that that joke moment that funny moment um i, I kind of point to batman in, in particular because batman the character is generally very funny but he's a very one-liner dry humor type funny not whatever he had been Affleck doing in the justice league film and like you didn't really get that so i i think there's a chance it could be good especially knowing that you know as far as we know this is this is going to be it. There's there isn't going to be a, a sequel. Um, there isn't going to be any type of follow up uh, from this, even though there are ways that they can make this version of the movie canon, given that DC is going to be dealing with the multiverse. Um, but I, I think it can. I think if they can at least match, you know, like if they can get the tone correct, if they can, if they can you know, shift the story enough that it's it's coherent and kind of fill in places that didn't really make a ton of sense and and fill in gaps, you know, where they just kind of jumped and, and were just kind of never really acknowledged and whatnot, then I, I, th I think it has a chance. I mean, if it's going to be four fucking hours, I mean, every, <laughs> every question that was unanswered from the original better be answered in this, like, standalone thing because that's... I mean, like I was cringing at Endgame being three hours, just because I'm old and you know my bladder ain't what it used to be. <laughs> Four hours is. I just I can't think of any movie I've actually sat down and watched that was four hours. I I, I can't. I mean, the, even the Lord of the Rings extended editions were not four hours long, and those are some long ass movies. One might say too long. Potentially. <laughs> maybe <laughs> possibly especially in the third one when it ends like six times and you're like Christ oh so almighty. wait no hang on it's <laughs> not over wait it's oh wait no 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 not yet oh it's oh oh fuck no 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 oh look the hobbits are jumping on the bed for some reason oh okay cool like yeah like four hours just doesn't really seem like i, I can't think of anything that i would want to sit down for and watch four hours of straight and like I can't. I can't even do that when binging stuff that I want to watch nowadays, like without taking a break or like some sort of gap in there. Like that's that's a bit of time. I mean, and I guess the benefit is because we're home, 
we can we can do we can we can watch that way but honestly part of me wishes it it was coming out in parts just because i feel like it's it's more digestible i, I think we're seeing that with like wandavision now where like wandavision in theory could have been a really long film if they wanted to go that route but with the week-to-week drops and and with you know the the conversation that's driving and the suspense of like peeling back the layers of, of what's going on I've, i feel like you could do something like that with this film in particular you know as given that again it's four hours and there's a bunch of new footage that we're getting that you know wasn't part that wasn't really part of the trailer aside aside from the uh, the joker cameo so i mean i don't know yeah it's I'm, I'm a mark i'm gonna watch this shit because ultimately like superman's my dude and the fact that we're gonna get to see more of him is enough to have roped me in so and like the black suit i think that i think I think the the black suit is is one thing I'm excited for because yeah. I know th- with the original with the original film Zach was fighting with uh, WB to get the black suit in and they kept saying no, so the only re- way he was able to get it this way is he he filmed the suit in such a way that he knew that in post production they'd be able to essentially Photoshop it black like it's not an actual suit it was it was just fo- it was it was just uh done in in post-production to look the way it does so let me let me ask you guys like my biggest issue with him being in the black suit was the fact that like we had only seen him in one movie prior like his, his solo movie and then we got batman vs superman and then he's dead like to it's the same problem that the x-men have with keep going uh, with going back to dark phoenix Right. Like they do it because they're like, oh, this is a powerful story. And you you can't do that without establishing who Jean Grey is. And like they just keep going right to it immediately. And it's like, well, you guys have learned fucking nothing. And like, I mean, they're going right to Flashpoint. (laughs) They apparently have not learned yet. They're they're jumping right into Flashpoint for the first (sighs) Flashpoint. Yeah, it's. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Go ahead, man. Rambo. You haven't really waited, dude. I want to. I know. Yeah, I know that something good's coming when you're like, I don't know, man. So please. I'm not looking to yuck anybody's yum. I'm. I'm. You know. I've never just heard as, that term before. That's fucking. Wonderful. No. Yeah. I, I can't take credit for that. Um. No, that is that is something I read on the internet some years ago. But like, I am no less a mark than you are, Mike. I'm gonna watch this movie. And part of me, as we talked about earlier, I'm, I'm kind of excited about aspects of it. Like, I want to see what Snyder wanted to do. Um, my issue mostly comes in with the nature of this kind of thing. And by that, I mean, this is really only happening because a bunch of fanboys wouldn't shut the fuck up. And when you cave to that level of pressure it sets precedent and it's not as though these are going to be people who are going to be reasonable going forward. Um, it's, it's just really obnoxious and frustrating, but that that's, that's outside the movie inside the movie. There's, there's stuff that just doesn't make sense with Snyder's own 
narrative. And I don't mean like, oh, there's a thing that happened in Aquaman that, that changes this. No, no, no. The movies that Snyder has directed deviate from all these weird, like he, he's, he'll set something up and establish something as a, as a, a euphemism or a metaphor um, or some sort of like, like representative symbol. And then later on, he'll just reuse that, but in a completely different way. And not like in a way that's like clever and turns the idea on its ear, but just like, oh no, I'm going to do this thing. Um, so in Man of Steel, right? There's that whole like dream sequence with, with uh, Clark and Zod. And that sequence ends with Zod confronting him and saying, like, you know, I'm going to take over the Earth and I'm going to change the atmosphere so that Kryptonians can live here. And this is going to be a new Krypton. It's going to be great. And the whole time he's talking to him, Zod is wearing his, you know, his traditional Kryptonian outfit, which looks like a superhero costume because comic books. Um, and it's black, right? As is all, as are all the other Kryptonians. And then we cut to Superman and now his outfit which has been the blue and red and gold is now black because it represents like, you know, and, and then he, and then he starts like sinking into a pile of skulls because, you know, death. So we, we've, we've gotten two things there. We got, you know, it represents the destruction of earth. So, so death and morbidity, but then it also represents specifically uh, a Kryptonian ideal, right? It, it's, it's the choice between earth and Krypton. Do I go with my adopted home world, the place that I actually truly know, or do I go with my cultural background? And then when it shows up in Justice League, it's just like, hey, this, this black costume is cool. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> like Isn't this dope? Like even as I as I say this, like I know that there's going to be more represent more of a, a, a representative meaning for it. But it's just and like like a similar thing happened with fucking Jonathan Kent between Man of Steel and, and Batman vs. Superman, where like the character changes completely. And I'm just like, are you watching your own fucking movies, man? Like, I don't understand. <sighs> He's a competent enough director. He's got a very clear vision for what he wants to do. So I'm going to watch this movie. And like I said, I am a little excited about it. Like, I, I want to see some more cool fight shit. Like, there's a guarantee we're going to get with, you know, uh, with, with Zack Snyder. There's going to be some cool fucking fight scenes in, in this movie. Awesome. I'm excited about that. Yeah. But I'm also just like, it's all these fucking nerds who are going to be <laughs> just uh, insufferable. And, like, for years to come. Like, no matter what this movie is, if it is total garbage, it's a masterpiece. It's going to be amazing. And, and 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 that goes for the opposite end of the spectrum as well. If it's a great, like, genuinely good movie, the people who have been hating Snyder for years will be like, it's terrible. And that's just as unfair on, you know, in a different direction. Um... But I mean, like that starts going into like the fucking the lack of nuance on the internet, and then yeah. the inability for people to have opinions that aren't you know binary, um, and and that's a whole other issue. Yeah. But yeah, it's I, I I echo what you were saying earlier, MC, where it's just like I'm I'm not even tired of the movie. I'm tired of everything surrounding the movie. Yeah, 
it's just it just it just gets really exhausting and, and it makes me wonder how is anyone you know myself included even going to be able to be really objective about the movie considering everything that has happened surrounding it not like said like in the not only in just the last year since it was announced but the last couple years with the people you know doing all of the online campaigns and even offline campaigns you know and and in some cases even harassing people about this this thing and by the same token the the people in in media who like got their rocks off being assholes about this movie saying it doesn't ever exist which only led to people you know wanting to take victory laps when it was officially announced that it was going to it was going to happen and so like it just it, it makes me wonder like how is anyone going to be objective considering that the people excited for this are probably going to like it regardless because just from a visual perspective it already looks like it shits on the original yeah. Just from just just from uh, the added effects from when uh, Steppenwolf is fighting the Amazons, just just the added effects make that scene look a lot cooler than it than it did in the in the original. Just the the redesign of Steppenwolf looks a lot better than it does in the in the original. You know, apparently the the, the what was the last fight sequence in the 2017 film? was apparently supposed to go very differently and was, was was not even meant to be the end of the film in the original version so like i'm curious it, you know I'm, I'm i'm legit curious about it but how's anyone going to be objective when you know that stuff is coming and like i have i have youtubers who i who i follow for for other dc news who have you know gone out of their way to like intentionally misrepresent this movie just so they can talk about how awful it is which for me is like if the movie's going to be bad you don't have to misrepresent it it'll yeah. you'll, you'll you'll know that it's bad yeah have <laughs> you, no fears you'll, yeah you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll 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 see for you'll, you'll see like you don't need to take seemingly these extra steps to intentionally downplay it because if you're going to do all that then why don't you might as well just just talk about something you actually like <laughs> instead of you know doing doing this and it's it's just and some of these people are just destined to just regardless of what the final product ends up being they're going to be hyper critical of it because I, I saw i had a video come with my recommendations earlier where people are doing frame by frame hyper uh hyper criticism of the trailer and hyper criticism of the footage that Zack snyder took on his cell phone of the stuff he was editing and it's like it that's not really necessary like you really you, you have a 15 minute video dedicated to a cell phone picture of a camera with a picture it's it's it's, it's nonsense and i just it's it's just like all of it is just is really just exhausting like i'm 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 already ready for the 18th an uh, exact month from now actually uh, i'm already ready for the 18th just so we're going to get bombarded with a bunch of stuff that day cuz falcon and winter soldier is also coming out and yeah i'm i'm just i'm ready for this to be done yeah i mean i don't i don't blame you at all because like it's it's just it's frustrating and like it like you said there there's no there's no way it's going to be objective and it's it's funny because you end up seeing it come from both sides and it's the it's the same like 
concept conceptual argument of like the media of like if we're getting political which we try not to do for the most part but we'll touch on it when people start saying like oh you can't trust the media because you know the news media lies and like the people that are saying that the news media lies are the ones that are watching fox news that lies more than anybody else and like it's that's what's frustrating is is you sit there and you see people say things like that when it comes to the dceu oh the media is biased against the snyder cut the media is biased against this the media is biased against that you're like i don't really think that that's true but then they find these little bits of quote-unquote evidence that really don't add up to anything except for a few petty assholes on the internet who talk shit about it who are like oh the snyder cut's never coming out and that's their evidence they're like oh look the news media hates this no that was one dickhead who said that like it's it's the same thing that happens to Star Wars is you have the the vocal minority that yeah, I was gonna, makes I was it... gonna say I think I think that's what it is. It's not even just that it's it's not it's just not just that they're vocal, but it's yeah. that these people have huge platforms. Because like yeah. when th- there was a video that came across Twitter my Twitter timeline like after it was announced because I I follow someone who's like a who was a Snyder Cut truther. <laughs> um, <laughs> And <laughs> they put they Fuck, Snyder cut truth. Sorry, it's just the perfect way to des- describe it. Like it's yeah, just that's yeah, so spot on. <laughs> um, but I guess I saw one dude share like this video, and like I recognize some of the people who were like in this video who were saying that uh, who were saying that it was never happening. And in, in many cases, it wasn't even just that, cause there weren't, it wasn't a long video. It was like a minute and a half, maybe two minutes long, but like the people who were in it are people, uh, were, like these huge, like multi-million subscribers on places like YouTube. And it's the fact that they have the platform and that's, that, that, I think that's, that's why they want to like, why, they were saying the media like because i agree like it wasn't like it's a ton of people like if you're if you're not on social media you probably didn't even know that like it this whole thing was even a thing to begin with yeah i mean again we've talked about that before like just because the people have a lot of followers on social media or on youtube doesn't mean they're credible and like it's (laughs) there's never going to come a time in my life when i'm gonna think that just because they have a lot of followers that makes them worthy of praise. Um, we've talked about uh, Dr. Victor Von Doomcock or Dictor. I'm sorry, Dictor Von Doomcock. Dictor. <laughs> you know, like we've talked about that piece of shit how many times now? And like, I don't, I don't care. I've never actually watched any of his videos. Just, I've never, said, never seen <laughs> Oh no, I never will. I, I refuse. I refuse to watch anything that the piece of shit puts out because he was like, well, this, the, the, the Kathleen Kennedy is the reason why. Fuck off. Like, <laughs> it's, I understand. I, I'm trying to be almost childlike in this aspect where I'm like, I just want to see Superman do cool shit. I want to see Batman do cool shit. I want yeah. to see the Flash do cool shit. Like that's that's yeah. all I want, you know. And like I'm tired of the politics, and I'm tired of the bullshit, and I'm tired of all of the crying and whining and you know, the excuses. Like just just fucking give me the movie, okay? And if it sucks, it yeah. sucks. If it doesn't, just then great, okay? But like, like yeah. I was gonna say someone made the point earlier too 
that like all of like all of this shit is really like crowding over the fact that we're about to get a movie with both the Joker, Deathstroke, and Batman in it. And like a live action film, and that, that that should be something we should be excited about as fans. Like we're gonna get it, we're gonna get a we're gonna get a movie with two prominent Batman antagonists and Batman himself, a pretty decent Batman at that. I know, con- slightly controversial, but a, de- a pretty decent Batman uh, in my opinion. And like you can't even fully get excited about it. You you can't get excited about Superman. Um, doing the eye thing in the trailer the laser eyes which looked awesome but it's yeah, like it looked fucking cool <laughs> it's like okay i mean it's cool I, I it's just it it feels hard to 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 get excited about it too not only because of all the stuff we mentioned but it's also like going to be a standalone thing and like I, I was telling you guys earlier like the future plans of the dceu are not even going to include anything from this so as cool as it may be, it is just going to be seemingly a one-off because we don't know if Henry Cavill is going to get another solo film. You know, we 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 don't know which are we even going to have a Batman in the DCEU <laughs> coming up? You know, like what's what's going to happen? Because even even the stuff that came out after the original Justice League, Aquaman, fun movie, not good for continuity. Shazam, great movie. Enjoyed it very much. Wonder Woman 1984, very controversial film uh, with you know a lot of people not really liking it, and uh, some people do. And kind of there's a lot of uncertainty with DC, and I think ultimately, even just beyond this whole Snyder Cut thing in general, DC royally just goofed this up from the beginning, trying to rush this thing out, like trying to rush this whole justice league thing to even keep up with marvel instead of just doing their own thing and letting it come together when it comes when it comes together because we could have we, we should have gotten a solo batman film we then then maybe gotten a, a bvs um we, like they should have taken their time instead of just being like yep superman done cool introduce batman next film cool oh wait not even just batman wonder woman 2 with a flash cameo cool next movie justice league it's like you took you took no time to, to to properly set anything up. You're just trying to rush into it. So like ultimately, DC has to hold the L for for all of this because none of this none of this would happen if they would have at least let like competent writers write out how they like map out this entire thing that they were trying to do with bringing the justice league together and bringing all of these various heroes together and doing it. Cause I'm, a, I'm on board with them being different from Marvel. I don't want them to be Marvel, but like you have to still make something good though. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can be different. Just don't be bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't be of a but low also, quality. Also don't be different just for the sake of different, you know, like, cause yeah. at, at their, at the core of these things, like we're talking about individual superheroes who have their own comic books, who have their own movies, who then team up with other superheroes who have their own comics and movies to have a team movie. You're essentially doing the same thing, okay? Like let's not let's not try to like no, no, they're so different. They're really not, okay? So they're they're so focused on trying to do it different that they're not trying to do it better, and like. Again, like you said, there's no focus on a cohesive concept. There's no there's no plan. 
like none of these things fit together like you said like aquaman just fucks with continuity like they they didn't take the care with these characters like they should i mean we had two iron man movies before we had the avengers it's just it's so stupid and yeah. particularly when you consider the fact that dc and marvel have been ripping each other off since both of them exist yeah. yep. existed and this is the one time we're going to have like no we're we're going to have some integrity we're not going to steal this concept and but like you who should cares? <laughs> who fucking like, cares? who gives a shit you know if if you weren't if they wanted to copy the 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 marvel model to a t in terms of like you know start with the the sort of like lesser known snark, snarkier character that you can then kind of build up and, and be a little more experimental with and go in different directions and and have one unifying character bouncing around between all of the movies just do it there's yeah. no reason not to it's it made it's made billions of dollars for your direct rival and you're like no no what people want they want to they want underdeveloped characters uh, and overwrought drama. Yeah, that's what they need. And, yeah, no jokes here. Like, you know, okay. the, and and the funniest thing of it too is they had already done that. They 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 had already done that because you can look at the success of the Arrowverse, regardless of how you know people may feel about it. That I mean, they you started with Arrow, and not not even a version of Arrow that people are familiar with, mm-hmm. but. You start with Arrow. You introduce the Flash, which has been the most popular show on the CW since it since it's been out. And from there, you you continue expanding. You you brought in Supergirl. You brought in Black Lightning. You had Legends of Tomorrow. That was painful to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and, and like now you have Star Girl. You have this painkiller show. You have Naomi that's coming out. You have, uh, and now you have HBO Max, where you're gonna, where you're gonna be doing, where you have Titans and Doom Patrol, and uh, the Green Lantern show, and this Gotham Police show that's coming out, and like all of that stemmed from you doing something with Arrow and and fleshing it out, and now look at the success you've had, and instead of you, you could have easily copied something like that for your movies, taken taken any, taken any character. And just built on them, and and you, hustling backwards because you have two of the three most popular superheroes ever, and you still couldn't get get it get it together, and and have in, on some level contributed to the uh, superhero fatigue with both Superman and Batman, because now like you you keep putting stuff out and it's just not good and people don't care. And that sucks too, because think about that. People don't care about Superman. People don't care about Batman. Yeah, that's it's fucked up. Can also, um, can, oh, just last thing. Can also look at the 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 other place, the perhaps the place they've had the most success with these characters, which is their animated division. They, for some reason, managed to get it right with 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 their animation, with with the stories, with putting together a list of films that were that were connected and told a much larger story that you know that culminated in the apocalypse war which from everything that i've heard about it was an amazing film on the level of an infinity war and endgame excuse me uh mr brooks cartoons are for children (laughs) (laughs) we are grown-ups here i'm a grown-ass man i don't have time for cartoons okay like (laughs) Yeah, no, it, it's 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 a fucking joke. Um, what I wanted to do is um, let's 
let's kind of pivot here a little bit. Like, let, let's sure. talk about some of these other reboots, these remakes, these um, gritty reinterpretings that either either failed miserably or were actually like, Man, this is actually pretty good. Like, uh, let, let's start with Rambo. I know you're you're quite the cinephile. Oh Jesus! So, so give me give me one. <laughs> Give me one that you were like, okay, this was this was pretty good, and then same with MC, and then we'll go the good, the bad, the ugly, basically. Like, well, I mean, we'll, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know if this is so much like a gritty reimagining, but it was definitely a a, um, a, a reboot and and one that I really enjoyed. But uh, if you, you ask a lot of the hardcore fans. Of which I thought I was pretty into this, but apparently I don't qualify. Um, uh, RoboCop. I thought the RoboCop remake was great. I thought really? that the design looked fucking cool as shit. I thought that um, the modernizing of it made a lot of sense in the way they handled it. And I've talked to a buddy of mine and a couple other people who were like, "Ah, oh, well, you know, it didn't have all the satire from the first one. I'm like, oh, so you didn't watch the movie. Cool. Got it. That's great. Because Sam Jackson is playing Bill O'Reilly in that movie. I think the biggest disconnect comes in where, oh, this wasn't a note-for-note remake of the first movie. And it tried to do its own version of modern satire that you didn't like. Now, like, I'm not I'm not going to get on the, 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 the fucking hype bus. And, you know, we were just talking about nuance, the lack thereof. And say, if you didn't like this, that you suck or, you know... <laughs> you, you, if you disagree with me, then you're fucking wrong. Um, cause that shit is tired and it's, it's a stupid joke that I've made for too long and I'm done with it. <laughs> but it's, I do feel like there were, there was a big subset of people that as soon as this was announced, they were like, that movie's going to suck. And there was, there was, there was, there was no getting around that. There was no. Uh, effort on the part of the audience to be like, all right, well, let me try and see if I can take an, like an objective look at this and, and, and maybe enjoy it. Um, there's some cool shit done in that movie. Like there's a great, like really messed up Frankenstein scene in that movie where, you know, uh, 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 Murphy asks to see how much of him is actually left. And Gary Oldman as the doctor who, you know, fucking saved his life and, or, you know, saved what he saved of him begrudgingly agrees which is a huge mistake um and like they do they do all kinds of like really messed up creepy shit like the fact that you know when you when you first see the robocop design you're like oh why does he have a a human hand and it's oh so he can shake yours because robocop is a corporate symbol he's a fucking walking iphone that shit is cool. That is interesting, and that is that is an approach that it's 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 not novel because it's it's picking up where the first movie uh, or the or the original uh, um, not left off, but like it, it's taking those same concepts and making and modernizing them. You know, basically Michael Keaton basically plays you know it's redundant to say to some degree evil Steve Jobs in that movie. <laughs> um, like OCP is Apple effectively um when when murphy comes to after the surgery um and the the re-implantation and he escapes from the facility he's in a fucking factory in china that's not a coincidence like that's not that's not like oh we just picked a random place 
like there's all kinds of things like that that just make good sense. And honestly, the places I thought that movie fell the most flat were when they tried to do direct re- or direct uh, uh, nods to the original because it just feels tired. It feels forced. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I really dug that movie, man. Like I, I, I thought that, uh, and even like the black design that you see in like most of the ads and stuff, that's that's like an updated design they do in the movie proper but he the movie begins and ends with one that looks like much more like the the like blue silver um uh uh, uh robocop design classic look basically yeah. yeah yeah um so yeah if y'all haven't seen it i don't i mean or, or, if, or if you did you disagree i'm curious to hear your opinions but if you haven't seen it by all means fucking watch that movie um because i yeah i really dug it i thought it was fucking cool I actually I stayed away from it, and the reason why I stayed away from it was because, and not because like I was like, oh, this movie's gonna suck. It was like I love the first one so much that I was just like, I don't need to see a remake of this. Like that, that's, and I've never begrudged people who did. I was never like, oh, well, you're, this is a travesty. You shouldn't do this. The, you know, it's, it's like a fucking crime against humanity. No, I just was like, eh, I'm good. But like now, I might check it out. It seems like it might be interesting to watch. Like, I thought the design looked dope as shit. Like, I thought that that looked cool. Um, the the human hand thing, I actually I misinterpreted that because you had said that it was like, and that makes sense the way you, you described it. But I had read somewhere that it had more to do with a commentary on drone technology and that being the way that we wage wars because ultimately there's still a human hand pulling the trigger on a drone. And I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, that's some deep level shit right there. If that's what they're doing with Robocop, he has to have. Oh, no, that's a huge plot point. Oh, is it? That's a huge plot point is is the the fact. No, no, I I, and I I I hadn't considered that perspective on it. Um, But that's actually there's there's a whole thing about how um, uh, drones like 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 humanoid drones are replacing soldiers uh, in occupied territories and the computer brains can think and react faster than human brains can, even though the humans have intuition and things like that. Um, the, the robots are still more effective, um, seemingly more effective. Um, and when they go and actually they're like, so they, so they fucking build Robocop and they're like, all right, run him through the, through the tests. He's still like, you know, microseconds slower than the drones. And so they're like, well, we can't, you know, if, if he's not, uh, uh, beating the robots. There's no reason to be doing this. And so they had, they implanted a fucking chip that overrode his own human intuition and control. Um, and it like gets activated at one point and he doesn't realize it's happening. Um, yeah, no, there's, there's a whole, like there's, yeah, there's, there's a lot of fucking layers to that movie. <laughs> um, and no, I, uh, shit. Yeah. Very, very, very highly recommended. Okay. You should definitely I'll, watch it. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out, man. MC, give me one, man. Give me a remake or a reboot that um, you actually liked. All right, I'm going to go in a totally different direction here. Do it. Okay. Uh, and, and honestly, I was kind of surprised that this is uh, not as well-received as I thought it would be. I mean, it was when it originally came out, but uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake that came out last year, uh surprisingly not as well received as it seemingly was like upon release and you know and and the interesting interesting thing is so 
there's a, I mean, a lot of people were kind of curious about like why, the, like why remake this. You know, it had been over 20 years. They had been saying no for 20. They had been saying no for 20 years. And, you know, like what purpose could it really serve to remake something that for, you know, by most people's opinions was was a pretty perfect game. It's considered one of the top RPGs ever. And, you know, in I, I kind of went into like Final Fantasy VII is not my is not my personal favorite. I do love the game a lot. It's not my personal favorite. Um, but I, I went into the remake kind of curious as to what this was going to be because visually it looked be- the, the visuals looked beautiful. The, you know, they had made some changes to the combat system, but I was kind of curious as to what they were going to do. Like, is this going to be kind of like a frame by frame kind of thing? Is it going to be the exact same game with you know, but just prettier to look at, or what exactly are they are they going to do with it? And I think the thing that I love the most about this game is they actually kind of flesh out the entire world that you're in much more than they probably could with what they had available to them um, with the with the original release. You know, their their complaints in the in the original game of characters like Tifa having no real personality, um, and I found Aerith to be like really fucking annoying. <laughs> I know I'm I'm like the lone person who was okay with her dying. Like I didn't feel an ounce of sadness when that happened. Um, but with the with the remake, they 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 managed to, to flesh out all of these characters. So where even some of the seemingly lesser characters like uh, like Jesse and uh, I can't remember the the uh, the other dude. Um, who are part of Team Avalanche, who are just kind of whatever characters in the in the original. Uh, no, no, not Zach. We we actually don't get to Zach in in the remake, and I'm going to get to that in a sec. But uh, like they they get much more screen time, and they're they're like actual characters, like with actual like input and actual screen time. Like you you spend time with them, so like you actually kind of care about them a bit more. The same thing happens with a character like Tifa, where you know, when you get to see her backstory of her of her and Cloud growing up in the same village, like you 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 get a glimpse into like who she is, like why she feels like a, a level of loyalty uh, to him, like why she feels a sense of pride in, in being friends with him and running with Avalanche. They changed a lot of the like kind of racist tropes around Barrett and him just being an angry black guy with a gun in the original, and kind of make him kind of a, a more well-rounded, a more nuanced. Uh, character with the with the remake and, and even even someone like cloud who is you know mr you know the mascot for emo and doom and gloom um was the was was on you know my was on my emo as zanga page in the early 2000s um but they 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 flesh out so much so much of this so much of it and it's not only that but it's not even the exact same story like with the original and there are a couple twists and fake outs um and they managed to make something that is similar enough to the original that if you are a fan of the of uh, the original story at least the first disc of the original story because that's all we've gotten so far that it's 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 fun and there are a ton of easter eggs and it's visually very good and and you you kind of care a bit more you get a bit more of the story in terms of you being these you know these this little group of uh, vigilantes going up against this hugely evil corporation 
there are there are side jobs and odd jobs there's a little character banter that's really fun and like as as a as a, a fun layer um because you get those character moments with them and it's it's really good and like despite the fact that it's not the entire game it's it's literally barely disc one from the from the original and even then it deviates from the story i thought it's like really well done and i'm glad that they took the opportunity with the remake to do something different while also still telling a story that's so familiar to those of us who are fans and like expanding on the world and expanding on the characters and making it just a, a really fun game to enjoy. And, you know, this is something that I know Rambo will like. They actually uh, uh, have settings in this game that if you're someone who's not really a gamer and you kind of really just want to follow the story without really worrying about fighting, you can do that. And, nice. and it's super simple. Like if you, if you if you are like a total game novice, they they don't even there's a there's a setting where you don't even have to really bother with the fights. You can really just kind of follow the story along. But if you're someone who's competitive oh. and like likes challenges, cool. You can you can you can fight on the max difficulty. And I kind I like that it has that that variety so that it's accessible to anyone who may be interested in playing it. I yeah, I mean, like that's that's awesome, dude. Like, cause honestly, um, working in the game gaming industry years ago, and we would go out to like the conferences every year, um, where we got to see like all the new games that were coming out. And every single year, without fail, when we went into the Square Enix booth, somebody would always be like, "Are you guys remaking Final Fantasy VII? And like, the way they did it, and I think I've told this story before, but like the way they did it is it was always like relaying the questions to the um the heads or the representatives in Japan. So you'd have somebody in Vegas relaying a question to somebody in Japan. Um, so like it was always some, some person that was speaking Japanese here to that person in Japan. And they would ask the question, are you going to remake a Final Fantasy seven? And you'd see the guy in Vegas kind of like sigh and roll his eyes <laughs> and turn and look at the, the video conference and be like, are you guys remaking Final Fantasy VII? And the guy in Japan would also sigh and roll his eyes and be like, uh, no, we're not. Um, that's not in our plans. Um, we've never discussed remaking the game. And then, of course, it has to be translated. But we all knew what he was saying anyways. And it was just like, <laughs> I, would, I would just die laughing every single time. I'm like, fuck, fanboys, just get over it. Like, yeah. But, like, I'm kind of glad that they did. I think it's cool that, that, they're, that they're doing it because... Sony needed to at one point, like they needed to like get some of their fan base back because they yeah. they had some pretty rough things happen like repeatedly. So it was yeah, it was I, good I that they finally did. I really think I really do think though that the biggest motivation for it was uh, 2013 because they could dunk on Microsoft and Xbox because everyone was unhappy oh, with sure. Microsoft because they were trying to do they were trying to. Um, do that encryption software with games so you wouldn't be able to resell games trying to you know kill the resale market yeah and say even though sony originally had the same idea they scrapped it and they were like oh hey yeah guess what not only are we not doing the encryption thing but hey final fantasy 7 look we're doing it finally <laughs> and microsoft is just like motherfuckers like just <laughs> cussing under their breath about the whole thing yeah um, all right, so my turn as far as like a remake or reboot that I really, really enjoyed. Um, 
when it comes to things that I loved as a kid that like are getting reshuffled around because we're seeing it now like every 80s movie is getting a reboot or a rehash or something like that and like it used to bother the shit out of me i was like i wish they would just leave the shit from the 80s alone and one that i was super hesitant about because i remember when it got announced i was just like why are they fucking redoing this why are we getting a sequel to this shit like 30 years later and like it's gonna be stupid and cheesy and i don't fucking care and like whatever other dumb shit that was popping into my head but man did it fucking deliver because we have talked about it on this podcast multiple times and like i have gushed about how much i loved those original movies because of getting reintroduced to them uh because of the new series and that's fucking cobra kai like i didn't think cobra kai was gonna be good i was like there's no fucking way it's gonna be good but like william zabka where the fuck did this guy like the audacity of this man to be a good actor like, who told him he was allowed to do that? Like, who told him that he was allowed to have nuance to his character? Like, this 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 douchebag that we've hated for years, and we always were like, oh, he's the fucking villain, he's the worst. Like, I actually like him now. So a credit to the writers, a credit to his acting ability, like, this fucking series is so goddamn good. And, like, it, it made me fall back in love with the original movies. They've added things... They've added, like, nuance to the stories as well. With season three, um, MC, I think we were talking about this, that when Allie shows back up, she basically recontextualizes a story that we thought we knew. When she was like, oh, yeah, uh, I'm sure that you blamed me for wrecking the car and told Mr. Miyagi that I was the one that fucked it up. And I was like, oh, Daniel, you piece of shit. Like, that blew me away. I thought that was crazy. But, like, just overall, man, like, that has been so well done and so well handled i'm sure that there are people out there who are like oh it's just cheesy 80s bullshit i'm sure there are they're wrong but like it's it's just been really really enjoyable and like to think that they could dust off something like that because normally when you do that sort of thing it just doesn't work right like something's right. always off when they do those remakes like that but not this time man this has been really really good and i have i, I can't think of anything that i have any complaints about with it like, I can't think of anything that in Cobra Kai where I've just been like, well, I didn't like this. No, I've liked everything that they've done. And it's just, it's it's been really good. Not only that, too, there's weird-ass fucking fan theories yep. as well. That's how you know when shit's good. Have you seen the fan theory that fucking, uh, what's uh, Daniel's daughter's name? Why can't I remember? Samantha. That Samantha's the villain? Huh. It's not Tori. That's... Tori's not the villain. Samantha's the villain. That's that same Daniel's the bad guy bullshit. No, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Fucking I'm Tori not, is the villain. <laughs> I'm not saying that I agree with it, okay? I'm not saying that I agree with it. I'm saying that I'm excited that people are doing this because it means that there's yeah. engagement in this thing that I love. That's yeah. that's yes, all I'm saying. No, absolutely. Because, I, because I they're like, agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Because like what they ended up saying is they're like, oh, well, Samantha's the villain because uh, white privilege. And I'm like, uh, no, don't do that. <laughs> I'm like, Tori, yeah, it... Tori still called her out on the uh, the intercom in the school to fight with her, called her a bitch in front of everybody, like tried to kill her with those like Multiple spiky knuckles. times. Exactly. Yeah. So like, you can't tell yeah. me that Samantha's the best. Samantha's the villain because yeah. oh, her parents bought her an Audi. Fuck you. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yes. yeah, but I, yeah, <laughs> it's total bullshit. But I, like, I appreciate the effort people are putting into it, but yeah. 
Good that's, for you guys. That smacks wrong. very much of someone being like, I've been in a similar situation as Tori, and I'm not a monster, so therefore she cannot be a monster. No, yeah. Tori is the fucking worst. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the exact same thing they say with like Batman. That Batman is the real villain of Gotham uh, because he's hoarding the wealth no, that prevents Gotham from. He's not. No, the <laughs> fuck he's not. Batman just beats up, beats up mentally up abused people. people. No, he does. Fuck off. Fuck like, off. no. I mean, Batman he does when not... it's the Joker. But yeah. aside from that, <laughs> and also it, there's a difference between a billionaire going to an asylum and just beating the shit out of patients and Batman fighting the Joker. Like those are not the same thing, (laughs) but even, even if they were very similar, guess what this is fiction and, and sensationalized fiction. Maybe you're not supposed to project every grown up adult idea you have onto this story that's supposed to be ostensibly for children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Just an idea. <laughs> uh, maybe that's something you want to do. Yeah. People make me sleepy, man. They're just like, <laughs> I hear that shit and it's like, I gotta take a nap. Like, you're... Yeah. It's... Too, too woke. Right. <laughs> too, just, just, too fucking woke for your too, own good. Too, too woke to enjoy to enjoy this. Just 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 enjoy the shit, man. Oh, or, or not. Or not. Like you can just not you can not read it. You can also just, you know, fuck off. There's that option too. And and this is not a, a you know, anybody saying that, you know, you shouldn't be examining critically the media you consume. Absolutely you should. But you should also apply context to it. And yep. there's a big difference between you know real world circumstance and sensationalized fiction that is used to explore uh uh you know that that is used to be uh, like like modern mythology and explore these these concepts and there's definitely a place for that kind of a take too but it shouldn't be every fucking take (laughs) it shouldn't be and in the same way that like Frank Miller's Batman is worthwhile and should be kept around, but it shouldn't be every interpretation of the character. It's one of the things that's so cool about superheroes is they're, you know, they're, they're kind of Teflon in the way that you can kind of drop them into different situations and different scenarios and tweak how they're going to react to some degree and, yeah. and, and what the circumstances are. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go around, Robin. So I'll give you one that I that I fucking couldn't stand. Um, there are certain things that don't need to be remade. There are certain things that don't need a gritty <laughs> reboot. There are certain things that just like should should I wouldn't say should be left alone, but like darker doesn't always mean better. Facts. And that's I think where a lot of people get hung up on the minutia of of the whole thing they're like oh well this thing worked for for batman we really liked what happened with with batman um when it came to uh christopher nolan's take on it and warner brothers fucked that big time man because they were like well everybody wants dark and it, it's we talked about it before we talked about snyder like batman versus superman dawn of justice i don't think got either of those main characters correct I don't think it got Batman correct. I don't think it got Superman correct. 
it, it was Man of Steel gets a lot of shit. I didn't actually have a problem with Man of Steel holistically. I, I thought the movie was fine. I thought there were things that didn't really make sense. I thought like Jonathan Kent saying, yeah, you know, fucking let your kids, your, your friends in school die, dude. <laughs> that was weird. But like at the same time, too, like I got what he was doing. He was protecting his kid. He's like, that's his primary function is to protect his child. So anything other than that, I mean, it, it, I'm not going to hate on that. But Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice was was a was a fucking train wreck. And it, when I'm looking at this as as an outsider and saying like Superman wouldn't do that, fucking Batman wouldn't do that. None of this shit makes sense. And then for their fight to stop because their moms have the same name, it just none of it made any sense. And like the. Let's throw some sh- again. It, it's that whole thing of I want the big dramatic moment, even though I haven't earned it. That's killing Superman. That's introducing um. Fuck! Why did I just forget his name? Doomsday. That's introducing Doomsday in the second Superman movie in your series. Like you have to establish that Superman's a, a motherfucking badass for like a while to have doomsday have any impact but then to just have him be like some weird like genetic mutation with 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 like it just makes me mad like (laughs) you basically you basically have mark zuckerberg saying uh oh i'm gonna combine my dna with kryptonian dna and then then i'm gonna make this guy that kills superman that's fucking dorky like it's stupid it's it makes me angry like i understand like different interpretations of lex luther like okay that's a a, an interesting take on it but like uh, just oh fuck yeah i gotta pass the mic i'm just i mean i could bitch about this forever (laughs) because like it just and then like none you ever watch a movie where it, it has something deep and complex like the dc universe and it's just an easter egg hunt that was this movie. Yeah. Oh, look, here's a reference to this, and here's a reference to this. Oh, look in this thing. You can see the name of this person. And, oh, look, there's Aquaman's name on this catalog. of It's just, no. Like, give me a yeah. fucking movie. I don't care about all the extra bullshit in the background. The extra bullshit is supposed to be, like, cool for you to watch after the fact. Like, hey, did you catch this? Oh, no, I didn't catch this. Uh, oh, no, I actually did catch all of the Easter eggs because the movie wasn't fucking interesting enough for me to watch. So... So, yeah. <laughs> someone actually brought up a, a, a good point uh, fairly recently about how non how non-Batman, it's like for Batman to not know about the existence of all of these other superpowered heroes prior to this movie. That's a really good point. Like uh, he would he would have already had files on all of these people like long before now. Yeah, like detailed files. He would know them and they wouldn't know him. And they would be like, who the fuck is this guy and why does he know who I am? Like, yeah. That's, yeah, because even, even in the animated uh, stuff, like the first time we see him interact with like the Flash and like all and uh, several of these other people, even the first time that he seemingly interacts with Superman, like within the DCAU, uh, and the first time that they're meeting, like he already has a file and is like fully aware of, who who Superman is and his real identity and what he can do because he already was keeping tabs on everything going on in Metropolis. Same thing with the green with uh, with the Flash. Same thing with with uh, Green Arrow. So on and so forth. <sighs> MC, what about <laughs> you, man? What's one that you were just like, why are they doing this? Like, <laughs> so again, I'm gonna I'm gonna go completely out of the left field here, and uh, I know. 
some people listening might give me shit for this, but hopefully not. Just hopefully hear me out. But uh, Sailor Moon Crystal. Sailor Moon Crystal. So first of all, you guys remember like what the original Sailor Moon looked like, like in terms of like not that not if you watched it or not, but like what it looked like, right? Yeah, yeah. because let, let me tell you, they used to show that uh, early in the morning, and I guess the censors were asleep. Um, and yeah, I got to see the uncensored version of that shit. And I was like, Oh snap, there's naked Japanese cartoons. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, exactly. So like, so like, so like the, like the nineties, the nineties the Sailor Moon was like, like super Americanized. Like they, like anything that was, it, that was in reference to Japan in any form or fashion was like edited out when they, when they dubbed it and they, Excuse me. They changed a lot of a lot of story elements with several characters, and like it, it was like it, it's fun to kind of watch because it's like very, very, very '90s and like very American '90s in terms of stuff that they changed. But it's like it wasn't the original thing, right? So like somewhere around 2014 or so, they announced that you know a show was going to come out that was supposed to be faithful to the source material. So I was like, oh, okay. That could be that could be interesting. I, I, I'd be, I'd, I'm familiar that the original story is 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 much different than what got depicted here. So, you know, what? sure, I'll check it out. So, like you guys know, the last year I've been binging various, various anime uh, since we've been home. And, you know, I set my sights on Sailor Moon Crystal because I was like, you know, hey, let me let me check this out. Let me see if this is better than the, the than the original because you know like I, I like things that are more faithful to the source material if the source material is apparently really good well this remake i got about mm, six episodes in haven't watched an episode since because the writing is i i didn't think you could like at least the 90s cartoon knew what it was trying to be and it's in all its weirdness this one did not know what it was trying to be and just seemingly introduced characters and then never did anything with them. Like these very famous characters who people are, are fans of, you know, because they're all named after the planets and the story didn't make a ton of sense and didn't really follow anything. They introduced these characters and then just like, like, and then like their only personality was that they were just, uh, uh sailor moon's friends and then i found out the creator didn't actually give a shit about what he did with the first two seasons because it was just a money grab oh that sucks so that like it, fucking balls oh so man he admitted, he, he admitted that the very the first two seasons he did not actually care about following following stuff to the T. Didn't care about pacing. Didn't really care about putting a, a good story together. Didn't <laughs> care about character development or I'm pacing. Here's it ugly head again, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's like, it was just a, it was just a money grab. And then when it, and then in season three, when he realized that you know, like people were actually paying attention, he was like, oh shit, wow. I was just trying to do this as kind of a, a one-off thing and you guys are still watching. Okay. Well, I guess I'll give a shit now. So then apparently he made the last two seasons of it really good. But for me, I'm like, I don't want to have to sit through 25, 26, like not good episodes to get to the good stuff. And so I wonder like, like this shouldn't even have been remade to begin with. If this is like, 
the if the if the only reason you were redoing it was not actually to tell the story you were trying to take was was not to give an updated version of of these characters that people are familiar with and and love it's literally so you could you know you could line your own pockets because people will be like oh hey i remember that i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna buy stuff for it like it's just it was really unnecessary and i was really disappointed as someone who I, I mean, I used to watch Toonami. I loved the fuck out of the old Sailor Moon. I knew it wasn't the story, but it was still really fun to watch. And it, like, it, it was it was just sad to see like a franchise that so many people love just get treated like whatever because the creator wanted to make a quick buck. Yeah, dude, that's that sucks. I can't even think of of one that I've seen that happen with. Um, Rainbow, what about you, man? Well, <laughs> there are it's quite the dramatic pause. So many. Oh, it's because I was muted. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I guess the, the the one that probably left me like the flattest of late was uh, me and Katie watched um, the live action remake of Aladdin. Ooh. And it's it's certainly a movie. <laughs> There's there were there was actors and sets and um, I bet there was craft services and all manner of thing. It's just like it. It's so clear to me that these live action remakes are just copyright renewals um, mm. for Disney. Like there's there's. So why, why James? Whatever do you mean? <laughs> I mean, like, like they they've made a point of saying, like, you know, when when the Disney copyrights come, you know, go to public domain, they're not going to fight it anymore, and um, and basically what that means is, you know, you're gonna you're you're still gonna be in a in a weird fucking place if you try to use those characters because Disney can just sue the shit out of anyone for anything and and maintain that for as long as they want, but. This makes it even more complicated because when you say Aladdin and you say Jasmine, you need to be really fucking specific what you're talking about. Um, because not, now it's not just a cartoon. It's a it's there's a live action version as well. And they're skewing pretty close in terms of a lot of the visuals and to the the um, to the original animation and stuff. And like. It's, I don't know. It there was there was this great video I saw a couple months back, talking about the problems with not just the Star Wars uh, sequels, but like the most recent trilogy, but a lot of movies in general going on right now. And it was talking about how there's there, they use a particular term that I am blanking on, but but the the gist of it was things aren't being made to stand on their own anymore to, to a large degree. A lot of things are being made to be referential to things you already know about and not necessarily narrative stuff, but when like a character says a certain line or a certain um, object or person or whatever is referenced, um, that is, like, like that has become the basis for a lot of media. Um, and so it becomes this sort of like 
you know, a robberist of, of, you know, movie making and shit where you only like the thing because it references the thing you already liked. Um, and it's the, not the issue I had with ready player one, which I can see. I can absolutely see. Um, I happen to really enjoy, uh, that first book. I know there's a lot of fucking issues with it. Um, I, I listened to the audiobook of the second one. I thought that was, there was some cool shit in that too. It is also a fucking mess. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I own that fucking Blu-ray because I was like, there's a lot of cool things I like in this. That's, that's fun. I want to be able to go through and pick them all out. Um, I wouldn't say it's a masterpiece. Um, but yeah, it's fun. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it, it becomes this, this, this cycle of repetition where it's just callback after callback after callback. And we, as the audience get to feel like it, it, it's very comfortable and we get to feel clever because when someone makes a reference, you know, it's it just, it's just instant Captain America gif. Um, <laughs> and you get to feel smart. Uh, you're in on the joke, which is fun. Um, and, and if someone around you doesn't get it, you get to then explain it to them and, and, and catch them up. And like, that's, that's always fun. Who doesn't like doing that? Um, and that is essentially what that Aladdin movie felt like to me was you got this, um, this new cast and you got a pretty high profile director, um, and for the most part, uh, uh, Guy Ritchie. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Which, which, like when we when we sat down to watch it, I had forgotten that he was the director, and his name popped up, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" I am way more excited about this now, and I shouldn't have been. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> and like that's the thing. I didn't hate the movie, but I was able to sort of like look at it from this stance of, you know, it, it, it became a matter of like, you ever, you ever watch something and, and it's, it's not that it has made any one real good or bad decision. It's just not grabbing you. And so you can kind of watch it like, like almost like a double blind study. Like you're almost watching someone else watch the movie. Yeah. You're like analytical of the movie instead of like watching yeah. it for enjoyment. Exactly. Like it's, 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 doing what we were all assigned to do in high school when you were given a book. Don't read this for pleasure or to enjoy it or appreciate the story. Read it and explain the themes to me. I'm like, okay, fine. You're going to suck, suck all the fun out of this. Great. Um, and so me and Katie are kind of just going back and forth. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that, that's clearly a reference here and there. And, um, you know, and, and, and you know, we, we talked about this. No one was ever going to be able to fill the shoes that Robin Williams left. It was never going to happen. It's an impossible ask of whatever actor came in. But I think that there is a spectrum of failure in terms of like, did you, did you do your best and try to hit the mark? And in, and, and, and before even in doing so, are you someone that could have reasonably been reasonably been expected to do so? Or, are you someone with a very high profile who is very famous, who is known as a box office draw and who is the only real name actor in this entire movie? And that's Will Smith. It's not that he gives a bad performance. It's an okay performance. 
The problem is, he should have never been hired to do that job. He is not a guy that you bring in to replace Robin Williams. Particularly for the genie. Um... Although that is uh, that is a funny situation because the the original Aladdin cartoon was built around the genie and around Robin Williams as being like the one name actor in it, um, and he like he he took he took fucking scale pay uh, to do that movie. Um, anyway, I'm getting in the weeds in terms of like talking trivia and shit. Um, it's it was just a lot of like, okay, yeah, I, I know what that's supposed to be. All right. Um, all the things happen in the sequence that you expect them to happen in. There's like one or two songs that are new that, that were pretty good. Um, most of the vocal performances were, were, were decent. Um, it's just... A... <sighs> it happened. I watched it. Um, it makes me want to avoid every one of these live-action remakes. Um the thing, like, like one of the ones that, that that I've been most curious about in one aspect and completely not curious about in pretty much everything else, is Lion King. And because, and 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 the thing I'm curious about is like there are certain actors and I'm like I really want to see what you do with this character, but I know I'm going to have to watch these plain, lifeless performances from what is supposed to be real animals because guess what, real animals don't emote like cartoons, and that's yep. half the enjoyment of watching fucking Lion King. <laughs> it's, you get to see acting going on. And a lion can't fucking act. Um, like, even when it's controlled by puppets. It's, it, if, if you you go too big... Or, or not puppets, but uh, animators. Um, if you go too big with it, it's going to look stupid. Um, it becomes this weird uncanny valley thing on the... You know, but, but coming from the other direction. Um, but fucking she would tell Ezra for his scar. That's awesome. I'm really curious about that. I'm probably going to end up watching that fucking movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, haven't, like, I haven't seen it, and the original is easily one of my favorite animated Disney movies of all time. goddamn good. I yep. love the original so much. But yeah, and, it's... Yeah. All these Disney... All these live-action Disney movies, they're, you know... I, I, I am typically not someone who likes the term cash grab, um, mostly because I, I think that it's... It tends to, to it tends to be said of people that or, or said said by people who don't really have perspective on the film industry or the game industry or whatever have you, in terms of like, well, all of this is a cash grab. Every single movie you watch, every TV show you see, every comic you read, it's all designed to make money. Um but there's there's a degree of soullessness in in these live action remakes um, of which you know I haven't seen more than a couple trailers in Aladdin so maybe I'm full of shit um, but they I wish everyone who was doing these things got to do more with them I wish that they had I you know what would have been really cool is if Disney was like, well, you know, Aladdin is actually based on this Chinese folktale. So what if we, you know, took the sort of bare bones of our original animated feature, but changed the setting and 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 leaned on that culture and see what we could do with that? That'd be really cool, but then it wouldn't serve the actual meta purpose of the film, which is copyright renewal. Um, so yeah, that was a bummer. Um, 
uh, one star. I don't know. Uh, it's just <laughs> we don't really do just, the star yeah, rating, so you're good. It, man, they just yeah. they just feel it, it's so hollow. Has, hollow. Hollow is a great way to put it. Um, I I think these are you know I, I'm 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 fine with remakes. I'm fine with readaptations of things. I'm fine with reboots. And you're gonna do something interesting with it. And these are clearly designed to be uh, what happened with um, Roger Corman's uh, uh, Fantastic Four. That movie was was designed specifically to hold on to the rights to the Fantastic Four to then be sold back later. That's it. That was the whole purpose. No one who no one who made the movie knew this aside from Corman. Uh, none the, the director, the screenwriter, the, none of the actors. Uh, there's a great documentary called Doomed on Hulu about it. Um, that is also very sad in a lot of places because you get you, like the reactions from the actors. Um, and it's very clearly just like, you know, a pretty savvy business decision. Um, but all of the things that would make this particularly engaging are the things that would deviate from their real plan. Um, so yeah, it just ends up being kind of a bummer and, and yeah, we're going to talk about the redemption thing later. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a, there's a postscript that ties into that. So yeah, the fucking lad movie is just like, it's a thing. It happened. I I hope, I hope whoever watched it enjoyed it. I I really do, but fuck. (laughs) I wanted to just any quick hitters that we might've missed. Um, I can tell you one that was a remake that was way after the fact, not a remake. I'm sorry. Uh, a sequel that was way after the fact, um, that didn't do as well as it should have. Cause I actually thought it was really, I, I really enjoyed the shit out of it. And that was Tron legacy. Um, yeah. I, I thought the movie was fun. I thought it was interesting. I thought the graphics were great. I thought the fucking music, the whole album was done by goddamn Daft Punk. Like that's a great goddamn soundtrack. And I enjoyed the shit out of it. Any, any other ones that you guys like? Any that are worth mentioning? Mm, I can't think of anything. Okay. Personally, I mean, so. yeah. There's, there's. Um, are we counting the Creed movies as sequels? I would. Yeah. I mean, those are those are fucking updated Rocky movies, and they're fucking great. They're fantastic. Yeah. There was a, there's there's been a spate in the last couple of years with nostalgia on the rise of people doing and I'll, I'll keep this brief um, people doing, you know, picking like 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 these sequels that are set, you know, decades after the fact. And as long as that story that's being told is, you know, earnest and genuine to at least some degree and acknowledges that the, that the time has passed they tend to be pretty good because they, they tend to be examinations of like, all right, well, where is this character now? Um, and you know, this Adonis's story by itself is really fucking interesting, but getting to see the, the, you know, the sidebar of, you know, where is Rocky and what is he doing now? And, you know, the fucking conversation in Creed two between, uh, 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 Ivan Drago and, and Rocky Balboa, talking about how like Rocky's you know that fight made Rocky's career and it destroyed Ivan's um you know being able to pick that up like 30 years later that's really interesting and really cool so yeah there's like you know fucking Bill and Ted 3 and and uh, uh Cobra Kai like Mike talked about and you know there's been a lot of those really reflective 
you know, honest takes on, you know, how does time change people and how does that affect people? Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy!